You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Comic Life. My name is Jeff. And I'm Sam. And we want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We took last week off because... We took a little hiatus. And there was a holiday. There was a holiday. And that's what you do on holidays is you don't get off your couch. Plus, I called Jeff on Saturday. I was like, uh, I got friends who are wanting to go camping on Sunday night, and I'm going to be out of town until about Monday night. And he's like, that's okay. It's a holiday. Yeah. No, I'm totally okay with it. Is Holidays are holidays. Is You shouldn't have to do anything you don't want to. And, you know, we just kind of were like, we don't want to. So we took the week off. But we are back this week. Uh, really glad to be back. And we, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So we'll get to that real, uh, real shortly. But first, we want to mention to uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash my comic life podcast or just search for my comic life in the Facebook search bar. You can also follow us on Twitter. At my comic underscore life. You can follow me on Twitter at NWR Jeff. Uh, I mainly tweet when I get pissed off, like I was today at Walmart. I didn't, I didn't think Walmart uh, 5 p.m. on a Monday would be a busy time. I did. Well, it's rush hour in, 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 in our fair city, Jeff. And right. So everyone's gonna... on the road, rush hour. Everyone's or on the road. at the grocery store buying dinner for their kids. I guess so, but fucking Walmart. I mean, they have like a, 20 checkout aisles and only every other one is open. And then, of course, I get in the one line. This isn't Walmart's fault, but I get in the one line with the old lady who the cashier swipes all her groceries. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I got coupons. So <laughs> they got to go back and do all that shit. And on top of that, I got flipped the bird on the way to Walmart. No shit. No shit. What happened? <laughs> fuck you. Uh, that's what happened. Someone told me fuck you. No. What happened was is I was I was going I was crossing an intersection and I was in the at that time I was in the middle lane, but the far right lane was a turn only lane. So essentially I was in the far right lane. But so anyways, the light turns green and I start going forward into the intersection and the car in the turn only lane Starts going in there into the intersection too, almost hits me. I honk my horn and you know I kind of slow down and honk my horn and then they kind of speed up and get in front of me. And but as the lady's getting in front of me, she has this like whoa, what what's going on? Look on her face and then pulls in front of me and then as soon as we get past through the intersection, flips me the bird. Well, did you return the favor? There's no point in that. I was really hoping she was turning it into the Walmart parking lot because I really wanted to park next to her. Like I wasn't going to say anything to her, but just to make her feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, that, that was kind of. But she kept going forward, and I turned off into the parking lot. I got I got a friend in, in Los Angeles who accidentally cut somebody off while she was trying to get onto the highway, and the person followed her back to her apartment and demanded she apologize to him. Like took time out of their day, wow, to follow her back to her apartment wow. in Los Angeles, like. Like my friend parked, and like the woman like got out of her car, like demanded that she apologize. That's so pointless. That's so stupid for cutting her off on the freeway. That's so stupid. I mean, like I've had people like I, 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 you know, I don't endorse it and I don't condone it, but whatever is, you know, I'm a smoker, and whenever someone, you know, 
comes up to me like, oh, you know smoking's bad for you. You know smoking's going to kill you. No shit. Like, do you really need to go out of your way, take time out of your day to confront someone else about something like that? That just seems pointless. It seems like, wow, your life, you just must get shit on so much in your life that you feel the need to be like, ah, oh, I'm in the right. And fuck yeah, I'm going to go t- miles out of my way to follow this person to their apartment and demand an apology. And, you know, who has time for that, man? I know. Someone, I don't. someone who doesn't have a family. That's that would be my guess. I don't have a family, but I still don't got time to follow somebody who cuts me off on the highway. Right. But you have other. OK, so maybe I shouldn't say family. OK, someone with things going on in their life. Yeah. Is that is that better? That's better. I'm I'm kind of being like, you know, that guy that you pull up next to, like at a stoplight who's like blaring his music. Yeah, I am becoming that guy right now because you're too old to be that dude. I know, but like I, I say you, we, we are too old to be that. I I don't think we're too old to be that dude, but like I'm going through this like hardcore, like 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 hardcore metal phase, like right now because I watched Metallica's through the Never on Netflix. I didn't really like it, but like I forgot how much like I I forgot how much like I loved like hardcore and like death metal rock, and so I turned it to like the only like death metal rock station I, I know here, and like. Wait, 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 wait. What is your idea of the death metal rock station we have in the DFW area? 97.1. That's about the only one I know of. (laughs) You got some good stuff there. (laughs) But you couldn't be, like, so much further from the truth. Because, like, the type of music you just described is not the music that is played on mainstream radio in any market, except for maybe in Sweden and Finland where, like, death metal is huge. But, like... The type of music you describe are bands like In Flames, Hate Breed, you know, these hardcore bands that are not radio friendly. Oh yeah, but I mean this is the closest I can get, but uh, but so I'm like I'm like the guy because like my AC's not working and it's getting hot here in the, in the summer. I got my windows down, like my music cranked up and it's just like hardcore like rawr, die hard rock and roll. And, yeah, yeah. And, 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 the key is not to stare at people around you. Just stare straight ahead and try to look badass as much as possible. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Sam. I just, okay. But I, that's, that's, I, I, that's just been my driving experience recently. Yeah. This is a good driving story. All right, let's actually get into the show. You want to do that too, Sam? Yeah, I mean, we do have this thing called My Comic Life we've been doing. Right, it's not like this is what happens when I'm on the road. So, uh, real quick... Kind of a sad story. We may be dating. Well, I don't. This show did not come on when, when we were kids, right? But but you know, but you and I, even though Nick the, at Night reruns, right? Is we were we, 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 grew we up were watching. still sold the show, even though it wasn't on. We were sold the show by reruns and by Nickelodeon because of Nick at Night, like you said. You know, because before Nick at Night was its own network, it was like what Adult Swim is on Cartoon Network. It was just Nickelodeon. Then okay. At this time, time for adults. N- Nick at night, like you know, still family or you know, Adult oh, yeah. Swim is not family oriented like Cartoon Network's pro- rest of their programming is. But Nick at night was uh, okay. Time for adults, but still, uh, still family oriented. So anyway, so we were still sold some older shows as we were kids, and one of those shows we were definitely sold was the Brady Bunch, and uh, Alice. Alice. Who played the maid of the Brady Bunch? Actress uh, Anna B. Da- uh, Davis died this uh, this past week. Is uh, she uh, she fell and hit her head uh, this past Saturday, and according to C- uh, that's according to CNN, and she suffered a uh, su- subdural hematoma and never regained consciousness. 
also according to CNN. So kind of a shocker is I know when when you and I were doing prep for this show, you had said like, oh, well, she was she was old. I was like, no, I, it was something different. And yeah, that's why it was kind of a bigger story is, you know, yeah, she was old, but it was still out of the blue. So that's sad. I mean, if you watch, but like, I, I don't want to be this cynical, but now that I've kind of been working in TV as I'm starting to kind of learn things and, and all I can think of is when I heard that she died, I was just like, shit, Brady Bunch is about to be rerun a lot. Like not as much as if like, you know, one of like, you know, if one of the main characters that died, but still is they're going to seize this opportunity and be like, oh, Brady, Brady Bunch Marathon this Saturday. Yeah, shit, and all this great Brady Bunch merchandise. No shit, no shit. But so, okay, we got our we got our little negative out of the way. Positive. On the complete opposite end of this. I'm so happy for this. I'm extremely happy about this. When I, when I get paid this Friday, I'm going to donate to this Kickstarter. Why? They've already reached over one million. But Sam, what is this Kickstarter we're talking about? It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. Wow. God, I thought you were going to go into the whole thing. You, you threw me <laughs> no, off. I just, I, I, I've been like humming like two lines of that song in my head all day today. That's all I knew. <laughs> Yes, LeVar Burton is trying to bring back Reading Rainbow. And it looks like he's going to succeed. And he's doing it in like an app form for like teachers in like classrooms. So, I mean, right. there'll, there'll still be episodes produced, but I mean, there'll be like learning content with it and additional like worksheets and stuff you can do right. based on his episodes. And it's great because one day, $1 million. I know. 24 hours, $1 million. That is talk, so talk about our, fucking awesome. Our generation getting up off our asses and making shit happen. I know. I know. Because the one thing that I always loved about reading Rainbow is it was the first thing that I understood, like, this is what they're doing. And what I mean by that is they never finished the book on the show. As they always said, you know, go to your library, read the book if you want to hear the ending of the story. That was the first, like, oh, I get what they're doing is they're trying to encourage me to do this and, you know, be proactive. I never fucking did it. <laughs> I never went and got those those books. But it was the first show where I realized this is what they're doing. They're trying to get me involved with it. <laughs> and I still liked it as I thought it was a fun show to watch. I think it was also because it came on right around the same time as Wishbone. And I was a big Wishbone fan. See, I, I got introduced to it in like my school classroom. You know, when teachers had like nothing better really? to do, they would like put it on like back to back episodes of Reading see, Rainbow. See, I, that's how I was introduced to Bill Nye the Science Guy. And that's why I love Bill Nye because I was like, Fuck yeah, fun day in science class because all I'm going to do is someone in my apartment, Sam, because I keep seeing you look over by my front door. No, and sorry. And I keep thinking someone is, nobody's is, there. is is like walking in. I'm just like, I don't, ADD, ADD, sorry, okay, man. Like, going I, off here. I didn't want to turn away from the mic so you couldn't hear me, but I kept seeing your eyes dart over by my front door. And I was like, shit, is someone here? Like... No man, this is why this, this is why I always lock my front door. This is my ADHD on like overload today. Like, and my eyes are just fl- flitting all over the room. Okay, but so as I was saying, is is the way you were introduced to reading Rainbow is how I was I was introduced to Bill Nye the Science Guy. I was hooked on reading Rainbow because I was like, oh man, and it's Jordy from Star Trek, Commander LaForge, and he's talking about books. See, cool. I think I think I was introduced to Star Trek before I was introduced to reading Rainbow. Yeah, so was I. That's that that's what got me hooked on the show. Is that it was LeVar Burton, Commander yeah. Jordy LaForge, Chief Engineer yeah, of the because Enterprise. Because I remember, because I didn't believe anyone, because I was like, that's not the same guy. And they're like, no, it's the same guy. No, it's not. Well, how can you be sure? Well, 
he, they don't look the same because you know you couldn't you couldn't see all of his face on Star Trek because of the of the uh, the uh, fuck I forget the technical term visor he wore a visor yeah Trekkies l- let us know on our Facebook page what exactly <laughs> it is fun fact about that mm-hmm. Lavar Burton had to memorize all his blocking for every episode because he could hardly see out of his visor yeah I remember at a toy store picking one of those up uh, that they were selling and like it made everything look like you're looking through crystals and shit yeah no Lavar Burton just couldn't see out of the damn yeah. thing, period and so he had a which is so weird like you you but can th- can you imagine like well, like memorizing like how to like walk from like this point to that point, not bumping into anybody, touching the right controls on the computer screen to make it look like legit. You know, I mean, that's some that's some dedication. He's the greatest actor the world has ever known, besides Fred Savage. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's how I feel. Uh, okay, so reading Rainbow, it's gonna come back a million dollars. Donate in one to the day. Kickstarter. It's it's a good cause. It is million dollars or not, I'm still gonna give money to it. I always loved the Reading Rainbow uh, episode of Community, where Troy meets Lavar uh, Lavar Burton. Or God damn it! I know Levar I Lavar Burton. I know. I, as soon as I said it, I knew I fucked up. I'm not used to drinking champagne, which Sam and I decided to class things up today. Oh yeah, no longer beer. We are we are drinking. Beer. No no no. We have beer, beer, but it's imported beer. Yes, we're drinking German beer and barefoot bubbly on the show tonight. That's right. Uh, but anyways, is there was an episode of Community where Troy got to meet him, and it was just so funny because Troy Troy was like so upset because he was afraid he was gonna let him down, and like the episode just ends with like Troy in a uh, in like the fetal position singing the Reading Rainbow song. <laughs> Speaking of Community, there has been it's no secret Community is a cult uh, favorite comedy. I don't really know why it is a cult comedy because everyone I talk to loves this show, thinks it's amazing. I don't think NBC has treated it with the respect that it deserves. And as a result of that, it it has really struggled. They kept changing the day and the time that it was on, and then they would change it from this night to this night and then not really promote it. But the fans were so hardcore about it that they still sought it out and they found it. Uh, But NBC has been like, okay, we give up after five seasons. And to be five seasons, a pretty good run for most TV shows nowadays. It's not; it's it's a respectable run. Well, and also is uh, they they weren't one hundred percent sure it was even going to make five seasons. Is they thought they thought maybe after season four they were done. But so, anyways. They got picked back up for a – champagne makes me a little burpy. Uh, <laughs> anyways, they got picked back up for a fifth season by NBC, and now once again they are canceled. But there is a rumor, and I hope to God this rumor is true because I love the shit out of Community. Uh, even though they've gone through some cast change-ups, uh, they no longer have Chevy Chase on the show. They killed him off in the series. Oh, spoilers. Shit, should have said that first. Uh, spoilers. Uh, uh, Donald Glover, who played Troy, he is no longer on the show because he got a deal, I believe, with FX to do a show about his life, kind of like uh, what was that? Sh- Everyone hates Chris. That show about Chris Rock's life. He so kinda- there's no more Troy and Abed in the morning. N- uh, no. Well, it's unclear because they brought him. He was in the first three episodes of season five. 
And because it was really funny because they were talking about how Zach Braff did the same thing in Scrubs. Uh, they did that in the season premiere of season five. And so the way it was kind of brought about and the way it's been talked about was that he did the first three episodes of season five and then it wasn't in for the rest of the season because he's doing development for his own show. And I believe it was either Fox or FX that picked up uh, his own show telling the story of his life. But so it's unclear if he will be in season six because the way they wrote him out of season five left the door open that he could still easily come back. But if you're this whole time, I've been saying, well, but NBC is not picking up for season six. Well, so then how are we going to see a season six? Because. Hulu might be the savior of community. I swear, every great show that gets canceled off cable, Hulu or Netflix tries to bring back in. Oh. I mean, Netflix did it with the rest of development. Hulu yeah. Hulu's doing it with community. Well, it's not. A, now, hold on. It's not official. It's not official yeah. that, that community is being picked up for a sixth season by Hulu. Rumored. But it is rumored. And, you know, I think it will be. Because Hulu is starting to finally reach the point where they got to pick their game up. Netflix is fucking killing it with original content. House with of Cards, Orange is the, the New Black. Orange is the New Black uh, actually drops this week. Uh, June 6th. 6th. So don't forget about that. Uh, so Hulu, or not Hulu, Netflix is killing it with original content. Hulu, they are sort of kind of doing original mm. content. Is what they're doing is they're going across the the pond, as they say, the pond, the ocean, and they're picking up European shows that aren't uh, that aren't on like BBC America or anywhere else in the United States, and they're saying, "Hey, we're going to be your outlet." So Hulu does have a lot uh, has a lot of uh, European shows that you can only find on Hulu in the states. A perfect example of that is a great show called Moon Boy with uh, Chris O'Dowd. He was in the HBO show uh, Family Tree. He was the main character. He's the an Irish actor. He was also in um, what was that Kristen Wiig movie? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Oh, he was the cop. He the was Irish the cop. cop. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, the lead role in HBO films uh, Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel, and it's a great show. And you can only find it in America on Hulu. So Hulu, the majority of what they say are Hulu originals aren't really Hulu originals. They're just European shows that you can only find on Hulu. They're still copying Netflix. Well, but they have to because Doctor Who, Who Sherlock, Torchwood, Luther, all pretty much big shows that were over overseas. And I, well, I'll, well, I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of discount Doctor Who because that already had a falling. Well, here. I was about to say is because because Doctor Who became a hit because of BBC America. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no question about it. But I mean, it. like, I didn't discover it until Netflix, and, and I know like a lot, of, a lot of other people that became Whovians because of the well, and also is run on is, is Doctor Who is, also comes out first. If if you don't watch it on BBC America and you're going to wait for a streaming site like Netflix or Hulu, comes out on Hulu before it does on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Huh. Good to know. That that is that is the one justification for Hulu for paying for Hulu Plus paying for that monthly fee is because you or I just get BBC America. Well, but see, I don't have cable. Oh, well, true. So I I've, I've done what they call cut the cord and all I have are streaming services. And so the one thing is a lot of people bitch that Hulu has advertising and you're also paying an additional monthly fee. 
but in return, you're also getting more up-to-date material than you are on Netflix. But that's beside the point. But so hopefully Community 2 uh, will, will come to Hulu. I really think it will. I really – because if you, you go to any Comic-Con, and Sam, this is – I'm telling you this because I know you're going to Comic-Con San Diego this year. Booked my tickets yesterday. Fuck you, buddy. Booked, booked my airfare. I can't wait. Uh, before you leave, like two – a minimum of two weeks, maybe even – we may not even do a month leading up to it for shows of prepping you and Johnny for going to uh, going to <laughs> Comic-Con. Uh, but – I guarantee you this is when you go to Comic-Con this year, you will see a bunch of community shit there is they are really popular there. Speaking of shows being picked back up, Sam, you let me know this, and I'm so happy about this because it's one of my favorite news shows oh, on it's, television. It's, it's one of mine, too. Is Silicon Valley on HBO has been – I almost said HBO Go because that's how I watch all my HBO shit – uh, Silicon Valley has been picked up for a second season. Silicon Valley, Sam and I have talked about it on and off a lot of times leading into our Game of Thrones talk because it comes out on Sunday. I think it is a Mike judged, right? A Mike judge helmed show, right? About and if you're, and if you're going, who is Mike Judge? Uh, uh, King Beavis of, and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead, King, King of the, the Hill, Hill, Office Space. I can't believe we just. Did you hear how unusual <laughs> we were, Sam? Did you hear that? Yes. Uh, so, needless to say, Jeff and I are huge fans of this man's work. I mean, I've been following him since I was in fourth grade, and I used to sneak watch Beavis and Butthead at my, at my grandmother's house behind my parents' back and laughed my ass off at that show. Oh, it was great. I think that I think my beer got warm, and that's why I'm making that face. Oh, uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're making bitter beer face. I am. I am. Uh, but I am. no, also, also huge, huge fan of King of the Hill. I still quote Office Space to this day. Everyone does. And now Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon Valley is so fucking funny. Jeff, I mean, you, you really do remind me of the shaggy orange-haired guy. Who, T.J. Miller's character? Yeah. As, uh, A.V. Oh, what is the fuck does he say? I can't believe I can't remember his name. Like, like if you, if you just created, like, a successful app for the iPhone, you would be that guy. Oh, man, I'd love to be that guy. Is like, uh, I mean, you talk like him. You have you have the same habitual uh, habits he does, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the show, you know exactly what the fuck Sam's talking about. I mean, about. I mean, I mean, to a T. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just, I just got like the living version of of his character sitting across from me right. at times. It, it, it's it's really great. It's really clever. It, it's almost like a more like to me. It, it's like if Big Bang Theory was in real life and not just like some comedy yeah version. You know, I. Because this yeah. is like it's, well, it's I mean, real life awkward nerds who are like trying to make millions I think, of dollars. Yeah, I think it's more realistic than the Big Bang Theory. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like it's a it's a more realistic version of the Big Bang right. Theory. And and last night, uh, as you know, we recorded the show on Monday, uh, so we're talking about Sunday here. Last night was the I believe it was the season finale, and it was so good. Is not only was it one of the funniest episodes they had done so far, but it was also one of the most heartfelt. Uh, it was just, I would say, and it's kind of hard to say this because in order to fully understand the episode, I, f- I feel like last night's episode is is the it summarizes the series at its best. But in order to fully understand last night's episode, you would have to see the entire series. Uh, or the entire season to lead up to it. But that makes me so happy to hear that Silicon Valley will be back for season two. Check it out. If you haven't already, HBO Go, steal your girlfriend's password, steal your grandmother's password. Whoa, dude, don't steal from your grandparents. I'm sure they'll give it Just to you. Just ask your grandmother or your ex-girlfriend for her HBO Go account and password. 
You talk to your ex-girlfriends? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty good friends with a lot of them still. Ah, oh, man. You gotta learn to end the relationship on a positive note. I agree with that, but... I don't know. I just fall back into habits. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. So, moving on. Uh... Another show that I think both Sam and I both love, although I don't think we've ever actually really talked about it on the show. I mean, like, it's on my DVR, and, and if I delete, like, an episode, like, I don't feel it's bad, but if I if I sit down and watch an episode, like, I'll laugh at the show. Oh, I, I love... I think it's good. I love the show. I think it's great. It stars one... Of, uh, it, the voice acting, I think, is amazing. The guy we- who voices Archer voices... Well, Bob. John H. Benjamin. We, of course, are talking about Bob's Burgers. Well... We all knew Bob's Burger was getting renewed, so what the fuck are we talking about Bob's Burgers for? Well, because in August of this year, Bob's Burger is launching its own comic book. That's right, Bob's Burgers is coming to print form in the form of a comic. It will be out this August, and here was the really, real the part that was really, I, I, it's just so fucking cool. Like, I just love this. The... People who do the TV show are doing the comic. Well, okay, so it's the same writers. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean by it's the same writers. Is the people who animate the show are also animating the comic. The people who write the show are also writing the comic. So that means you're going to have John H. Benjamin. You're going to have his input on the comic book. You are also going to have Eugene. Fuck, I forget his last name. He does the voice of Gene on the show. Uh, anyways, the point, the, 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 the summary of this is the people who do the TV show are doing the comic. Now, are these going to be like standalone episodes? Is it just a graphic novel? I mean, like, how is this going to be presented? Why? What is the pertinence of this? Well, I believe it's, I mean, obviously. Just to grow the brand? Yeah, they aren't really saying too much. Here's what I imagine it's going to be. I imagine, uh, feature five, wait. Uh, Bob Burgers. The, the the first issue will feature five strips titled "Louis Unsolved Mystery," Tina's Erotic Fr- Friends Fiction. What? And, oh, dude, have you ever watched the show? Like Tina writes some weird erotic fiction uh, isn't, or fiction about. Isn't everything. Tina like the eldest daughter with yes, glass? The very awkward. Uh, like creepy. What? I know, like. She, we're getting we're getting Game of Thrones creepy so here. It's so funny, but it's it's so f- because she's a she's an awkward thirteen year old girl who's writing erotic fiction, fan fiction. Uh, dude, 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 dude. We knew. Think, think. Okay, Sam. I want you to go go back in time. Think to when we were in high school, Sam. You're gonna say even though they weren't, even though the people we knew weren't writing erotic fan fiction about things if you had found out that some of the people we knew in high school were writing erotic fan I knew fiction they had you would not be surprised at all all right so don't give me this bullshit. Say, i knew some girls that had fantasies about some you know nerdy stuff you know and mm-hmm. so i guess but that was back before the blogosphere blew up so right but so anyways is i just think that's so fucking cool that uh that the people who do the show are doing the comic because that means that you're going to have the same type of humor. You're going to be able to, you know, if you basically what it means is if you enjoy the show, you're going to enjoy the comic because it's the same people. And I always find that's the hardest part, you know, is is when you have a source material 
and the source material is written by someone, and then they sell it off to for it to become like a TV show or a movie. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to bring in our own writers and our own people to do this and that. And then you kind of lose something in that process. But this is being done by the same people. So you're not going to lose anybody in that process because it's it's all the same people. So same creative talents, same comedy you expect from the Bob's Burger TV show. It's going to keep going. It's going to be good. It's all awesome. I'm excited for Bob's Burger, the comic. I am too. I am very excited for it. I, I love this show. All right, Sam. Sad news and out of, out of the Marvel movie universe. Is it sad news? Uh, well, Is it not, like 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 it's not terribly it's, sad news? It's, it's just, troubling. It's troubling. Disconcerting. It's disconcerting. I gotta Google disconcerting. <laughs> no, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, it's disconcerting news. Uh, Sam, you you you. Edgar Wright, director of Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz, probably my favorite movie. Uh, of course, you know, Simon Pegg, uh, Nick, Nick Frost, Frost Ed- Edgar, Edgar, Wright, Ed- Edgar Wright is their buddy. He was they, he was picked to helm Marvel's Ant-Man film starring Paul Rudd. Uh, turns out, like this week or last week, they just couldn't come to a mutual agreement and they left. But a lot of the Marvel directors have been showing support for this decision. Uh, Joss, or Joss Whedon uh, tweeted a picture of him holding a Cornetto to Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. and then James Gunn, who's directing Guardians of the Galaxy, apparently knew Edgar pretty well, and was like, listen, this is like when your friend dates a girl that who's also your friend, and they're complete opposites, but they start dating anyway, and you think that it could work, and they right. go down the road, and they just realize, you it know doesn't what? Work. We, we just, we're going in two different directions. So, Sam, we're better as friends. Yeah, you know, we're better as friends. So it wasn't like Marvel was like, we, we want... This control and Edgar's like, I'm not going to give you this control. It yeah, is my movie. Well, because because <laughs> the the official statement that was released was is that they were parting ways because of creative differences. Yeah, but mutually, they're mutually parting ways. Right. It's not but, like, but but typically when you hear of someone, I know it's mutually, drama, drama, drama all the time. But luckily right. this time, not drama, which is so great to hear because. I think I think they're great. I would love to see Edgar Wright do future Marvel projects. Now I gotta say, I'm already kind of okay, Sam. Let let what Jeff? What let, let um let's talk about this. How many times are you gonna exasperated uh, sigh? Well, uh, I just uh, I just uh, I, I I swear to God, I'm gonna strangle you with with, with your microphone cord. <laughs> okay, Paul Rudd. Let's let's talk about Paul Rudd as pl- he's he's the main role he's playing at Ant Man. I was said like put the accent like aunt like it's like aunt man aunt man like you know it's kind of like Mrs Doubtfire. I'm coming but for your not aunt. as close as relationship. First of all, Paul Paul Rudd as a superhero. People didn't buy Michael Keaton as a superhero until he donned the Batman cape and cowl. They thought a comedic actor of his stature couldn't pull the role off. Well, you just killed the shit out of that discussion because you just fucking ruled it. All right, good point. Very good point. So, Paul Rudd is Ant-Man. Now, people may not be... Well, I would like to think that the average listener of this show is familiar with Ant-Man. But see, he's not playing Hank Pym. Go on. There was a different Ant-Man who was a thief, and he kind of stole the Ant-Man suit and technology, and I'm blanking on his name, which I really shouldn't be right now, but I am. 
And so uh, Paul Rudd is going to play like the thief guy, and uh, Michael Douglas, I hear, is going to be Hank Pym. Wait, wait, wait. Did you... Wait, wait. If I followed that correctly, you just said Ant-Man was a thief. Well, this version of Ant-Man starts out as a thief who kind of breaks into the lab. Right, because... because Ant-Man is one of the original Avengers. Yes. And so, so they're they're still going to have that but it's going to be Michael Douglas's character. So Michael so, so they're having two actors play Ant-Man in the movie. Paul yeah. Paul Rudd, younger Ant-Man, the more mis- mysterious one. Younger, I was going to say uh musti- I don't know why I ever wanted the fucking radio. I cannot pronounce words worth the shit. I picked the wrong goddamn field. Mustivi <laughs> Mischievous. Say, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh my god. This is why I followed Jeff around for the last ten years. Correct. I know. Jesus Christ. If I ever like become a billionaire, your job is set. And like, I'm gonna be like Sam. I got this business meeting. Um, how do you say this word, Jeff? That's your name. <laughs> Pronounce it correctly. You know how to fucking say this. You dumb shit, dude. I'll make. I'll make. I'll make millions of dollars just correcting your grammar. Right. Right. You'll be my proofreader. Uh, but so, but so they're having two different actors play Ant Man. They're Paul Rudd's the younger, more deviant Ant Ant Man who uh, starts out as a thief, right? And then he gets. I didn't realize Ant Man was that old. Where like Michael Douglas could be playing him. They're kind of taking a leap here in, in the Marvel universe. But yeah, I, I, I'm, they, willing, I'm willing to go with it for right now. I kind of almost hope that like the reason why Eggard uh, Wright left was because he was like Michael Douglas. What? No, 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 no. And they're like, no, we're going to sign Michael Douglas. And he was like, no, yeah, no, no, Michael no. Douglas, I'm fucking out. Hank Pym, Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, slash Ant-Man. Wait, wait. That was, but, but the way you just read that makes it sound like two different characters. Sam, speak to me like I'm a fucking idiot. It shouldn't be that much of a stretch of the imagination. Speak right. to me like I'm a fucking idiot. How, how are these the same people with Jeff. different names? Hank Pym was the original Batman. A lot like Dick Grayson was the original Robin. Then well, no, 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 no. Say what you just said. Hank Pym Hank was Pym, the original, original Batman. Uh, sorry, Ant Man. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I was like, wait the fuck a second, dude. Hank, Hank Pym was the original Ant Man, much like Dick Grayson was the original Robin. Then another Robin came along, Jason Todd, after Dick Grayson grew up. So there was a, a second character to don the cape and cowl, or well, cape and mask, and become Robin. I tuned out for like two seconds. Now, this guy, Scott Lang, is a thief, and he sort of breaks into the lab and steals the Ant-Man suit and technology. And, you know, I guess Michael Douglas kind of takes him under his wing and guides him as becoming the new Ant-Man. Oh, okay, I got you. So, But that's speculation on how this so Ant-Man go. can. So Ant-Man isn't one person who has superpowers. It's a suit. Well... Technically, in the comic book, he does have superpowers. He That's can... what I thought. That's what I thought. That's why I was confused. Is because like you make it sound like, oh shit, you know, you can just put on okay. this suit okay. and then you rewind. Be... Hank Hank Pym is asleep. Scott Lang breaks into his lab, gets exposed to the same shit that made Ant Man Ant Man. Boom! There you go. Got it. <clears throat> so. Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas. Now, uh, no, no, but but let's get back to actually what the fuck we're supposed to be talking about, and that is the director of Ant Man. So, left. right, right is gone. Left on mutual terms. terms. You know, he's not mad at the studio. The studio's not mad at him. It's just it's just best that we part right part ways. 
And now Marvel has a short list of three directors. Right. Here, one that has been redacted or uh, thank, taken taken out of. Thank God. Breaking news here. Adam McKay, who directed Anchorman, Anchorman 2, Brothers, and Talladega old sc- Nights. Old school. The uh, other. Oh, no, wait. Those are Will Ferrell movies. Why the fuck is this article talking about Will Ferrell? So, yes. Adam McKay, who, like I said, directed Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers. Right. Like, you know was, you know him best from Will Ferrell Yeah. Movies. Was, like, the next, like, hot director Marvel was going after. Uh, recently Which, broke news. He, uh, he turned down the role, actually. Thank God. First of all, is, like, don't get me wrong. I think Adam McKay is great. Uh... But a superhero movie, I don't see. Stick to w- stick to what you know. Is he, you know, he's done some great work with Will Ferrell, and they 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 have this great chemistry. Stick to that. You don't want to see Will Ferrell playing Ant Man, right? I mean, I'm already kind of on the edge that Paul Rudd is. But so uh, Adam McKay, I'm gl- I was kind of surprised that they were think- considering him as the director. And then to and then to hear that that they approached him about it, and then he turned them down. I hope he turned them down because he was like, "Look, that's not my style. I can't I can't do this justice." You know, so hopefully that's why he turned them down. But that still leaves two other possibilities that were released as possible directors for the Up film. Next, and I really hope this guy takes I the do job. Too. I think he could do it justice. Ruben Flesher and Sam. That name sounds vaguely familiar. I think he directed a movie that everyone in the fucking world loves. What was that movie that he directed that everyone loves? Oh, he did a little ditty called Zombieland. Fucking Zombieland is... Hilarious movie. I still watch it a lot. I mean, even though Zombieland wasn't a comic book movie, it's still in... The premise of zombies in, in today's pop culture, in today's society... Zombies. Are th- There's only one problem with this director. Oh, Sony's going after him to to direct Ghostbusters three. He my could do. Heart, he could. He, he could breaks. do both justice. My heart breaks hearing that they're still going forward with that. I mean, Zombieland had one of the greatest cameos ever in film with history. Bill Murray. Bill Fuck Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray's cameo in Zombieland was <laughs> amazing. It was so fucking funny. And this director's other credits, Gangster Squad. That was a so-so that, movie. I mean, not terrible, I enjoyed not it. great. I yeah. enjoyed it. In thirty it. minutes or less. I actually found that movie to be funny in never places. Never saw it. Never saw it. Really funny in places. What, what, thirty minutes or less. Was I want to say it's, it was it's a about dude. a delivery boy who gets a bomb strapped to his chest and has to go rob oh, a bank. Oh, I did see that one with uh, Danny McBride, uh, Jesse Eisenberg again, starring in the film. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Aziz and Zari. Aziz and Sari's. Whatever. It's a hard name to pronounce. We already established earlier. I suck at that. But yes, so I mean, he's got some comedy and some action films under his belt, and I think I think honestly he could do this one justice. I wonder. I really want to know why Marvel's going after comedy directors because this third director that's on their short list. Right, right. I well, I forgot about him because we were you and I both were like, yeah, fucking Ruben, he's yeah, Ruben got it. Was uh was was Rossin Rossin Thurber, and you may go with Thurber. Who okay. the heck is Ross and Thurber? Fuck if I know. He directed Dodgeball. That's probably his biggest hit to date. No, actually, no, it's not. What, you're going to go with We Are the Millers? I think We Are the Millers was a bigger hit because here, and here's the thing is, they're already in production for We Are the Millers 2. Reportedly. Supposedly. Should just do a Dodgeball 2. 
That'd be funnier. But how? They beat the villain. Ben Stiller's I don't know. done. Bring him back. <laughs> I don't know if they could do that. I don't I, I, I don't. But, know. But so Jeff and I vote for Ruben Flesher to yes. do it. Zombieland director, go take this job. Oh, I mean, yeah. Is it, it only makes sense. It only makes sense that he takes over as the role. Okay, Sam. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Game of Thrones! I can't believe how, like, you hit the post. Way to go, Sam. Thank you, man. I was Thank actually, you. I was actually I timing saw, that one out this I know. time. I, I saw you, and at first I was like, oh, Sam's just being silly. <laughs> Sam's being goofy, waving his arms around. But you were on point. I was building to something you, there, man. You, you, were, you, you were there. You were there. Wow. Wow. Holy, what an episode last holy night. Holy shit. So amazing. I'm telling you guys this right now. The, I got goosebumps. The reason why this episode is called Oh shit is because of last night's Game of Thrones. Because oh shit, <laughs> shit went down. Okay, let's, let's start. Okay, wait, I gotta calm, <clears throat> calm myself. Fanboy boy mode. Fanboy mode. I'm freaking out. Sorry. Okay. Gotta calm down. Gotta calm okay. down. All right. First off, we have the 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 continued attack on the northern towns near yes. the wall. Yes, the wall is is under attack. Not quite yet, but the towns well, are. Well, that's what I mean. Like the okay, so maybe it's better to say the north is under attack. Yes, by the wilding army of a hundred thousand men, Mant Mant Raiders army, you could say, with giants and wildlings attacking. And man, these guys are in a take no prisoner mood. They are slaughtering every motherfucker that comes across their Vikings. Path. Vikings. This is their version of the Vikings. Take no prisoners. Kill all that stand in our way. Because it, it it opens up with like this northern town where Sam it, had sent this this farm girl that he has a crush on. Right, right. The to farm, work in the local the, whorehouse. Well, tavern. Well, I, yeah, tavern I was going to say tavern, uh, but I think every tavern in this time period was also a whorehouse. And, and it just starts feeling like this is like a woman drinking and like rid- ridiculing this man's. Oh yeah, sing it. Well, because she's belching a song. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's this song," and she's like, "No, it's not." And then and all of a sudden, boom! They bust in and start killing everybody in there. Oh, uh, just it, it was, and 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 the woman that Sam had saved, who has the baby, she was the one that was like. What, what's going on outside? And the drunk woman was like, oh, he's a fucking owl, you fucking cunt. Like, you know, and like just didn't uh, give a shit about her. And the woman was right. They were. It wasn't an owl. It no. was actually the army being like, hootie hoo, hootie hoo. Right. Safe, safe to attack, safe to attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, in my notes, I have said, I have, you will cover this part. So that's why I'm trying to talk less. But no, so you get to see like the, I feel bad for these people because the guy who likes to eat people comes storming into the tavern. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But now, (laughs) but now the, so the woman that was saved by Sam that has the baby, she kind of bunkers away in a, uh, in like a pantry, like in a corner. And Jon Snow's lover shows up and says, listen, I I forget her name, but she's the redhead that is, "Mm." she's the redhead that's, "Mm." Mm." Well, okay. Mm. So basically, she shows up and she hears the baby crying. And she's like, "Listen, shut that kid up, and I'm not going to kill you." Okay? Exactly. Just stay put and be cool. Exactly. Which and which is directly followed by like I think one of the coolest scenes where 
uh, she says, you know, shut up and everything will be cool. You know, don't let the baby make any noise. And then she walks off, and then the camera just simply tilts up to the ceiling. And blood is soaking and, uh, through the ceiling from people so getting great. killed. This is so great. So that's how the episode starts off. And then they go back to the wall, and John and uh, Sam and Jon Snow and all the other, well, or the not brothers, all the others, but some of the other brothers. They're are, sitting around in like the Night's Watch drinking, being like, man, we are screwed. How do 100 fight 100,000? Right, but and they Sam's, were. Sam's like, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. The Night's Watch is actually being really nice to her. And they're like, hey, you know what? She's actually really smart. She survived the Wildlings. She survived this. She survived that. Chances are she probably survived long enough that she's probably still alive. She's a great hider. That baby, not a really big hindrance to her. Right. Trust me, dude, you're in the clear on this. Don't worry. But Sam's like, I sent her away. Shouldn't have sent her away. Bad choice. My bad. My bad. Yeah. And I mean, so it just pisses me off because at the wall, they're still in the, the they're essentially just still talking. They're, they're still not, planning. They're not ready for the attack. They're, yet. they're not doing shit. Essentially, that's what's happening. They're not but doing. It makes shit. me nervous because I I watched the preview for next week's episode. Oh, I never do that. I oh. never do that. I never ever ever do that. Small s- small spoiler. <laughs> you remember that big eight inch thick steel gate he was talking about? Yes. You see a brief blur of somebody putting their shoulder into it, and it bends a little bit, and you're just like, ha ha, you're a dumbass. <clears throat> for dare telling those people that that gate was going to hold back 100,000 men. Of course. All right, so after after the little discussion at the wall, we move over to Ramsey Snow and Reek's storyline. The uh, Balton Kingdom making a, bide f- a bid for the north. Right, uh, so Reek is uh, from the House of Bolton, who uh, this season has been tortured and just... Beaten down physically and mentally. I mean, basically, he's forgotten that he was a prince at right. one point. Right, A prince I mean, of the Ironborn Islands. Exactly. And so uh, <laughs> Ramsey Snow has a plan and sends Reek into the Moat Kalen. Is that how you say it? Kalen C. Moat Kalen. Moat Kalen, where, uh, where soldiers who, f- who fight under the House Bolton banner. No, the Ironborn banner. Bolton is who's sending Reek in. Sure? Bolton sends Reek in because he is an ironborn prince. And he's, right. And he, and he sends him into the fort and he's like, listen, just go tell your men. That no, is, Theon, Theon, oh, Theon Greyjoy. Greyjoy. They are fighting under the Greyjoy house banner. Yes. And, uh, okay, okay, you're you're right, you're right. So, so uh, Reek, who is an act, who goes into the moat, what do we call it? Kalen. Kalen. And I mean, like, he's like, look, you got to play the part of Theon Grey, you know, Greyjoy, which. He starts to crack at the end of that a little R- bit. Oh, he did. He did. He loses his shit. And uh, so, anyway, so long story short, uh, Reek convinces the soldiers who are flying under uh, the Greyjoy banner to surrender. To Ramsay Snow. Swearing that, that, they'll, and, that they'll be given safe passage right. to the coast and back to their kingdom. Right. Uh, so so the the people holding the moat surrender to Ramsay Snow and uh, House uh, Bolton. And... What does the Bolton boy do? Fucking tortures the shit out of him. Well, if, if you notice, their flag banner is a man splayed up. Uh-huh. He, on flayed. a table. 
yeah, flayed. And so the next shot is this guy with this like some meat Full hanging it. off his ribs, but cut in half, and, like part of his bare ribs exposed. And he goes, flaying. You got to keep up with the yeah. tra- traditions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you, son? Yeah, I know. Uh, but it pays off to Ramsey Snow's, you know, pays off because. His dad... He's no longer Ramsey Snow. Nope, he's Ramsey Bolton. His dad took away the bastard name he had and gave him an official family name. That's absolutely right. Is because of this... Is, I mean... That... Wow. <laughs> like, it was just like... Like, I didn't even think, like, you know, they could do that. Like, I almost thought it was like a law. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking bastard. You're, you're Snow. You know? But... Uh, no, uh, so Ramsey's John father. Snow could become John Stark. Yeah, see, and I never thought of that. And now, and it now, just sounds cool though, John Snow. I know, but but also, but looking back on it now is now knowing that they could switch their name and be like, okay, I'm giving you the official name. Looking back on that now, don't I, tell me you're gonna think that was a dick move by by Stark. Yeah, I kind of do because Ned Stark, he was. Yeah, but th- this there isn't saying that that. I mean, Eddard was more about traditions and, you know, following the rights, and the Boltons are kind of like, fuck you, we're going to do what we want. Right, but then the... But obviously then the Bolton wasn't tra- following tradition because he had a bastard son. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. You're saying Jon Snow sounds cooler than Jon Stark. Oh, yeah, I mean, I agree because, you know, after four seasons of hearing Jon Snow, I'm more used to it. But at the same time, is now knowing the information that uh, Ned Stark could have changed uh, Snow's uh, John Snow's last name, I thought it was kind of a dick move. Because I think John Snow definitely deserves the Stark last name. I, well, I mean, he kind of does because he's also the only fucking Stark like left alive, or at least the male Stark left alive. I mean, Jesus. Well, there's Christ. the two younger brothers, but still. Uh, yeah, I forgot about them. Because they weren't in this last episode, I forgot about them. But moving on. Oh, creepy factor <laughs> times on. 10. Uh, uh, let's get to the creep fest of the episode. Talk about a man that needs to go on to catch a predator. All right, so they... I, I didn't think it was in the Vale, but according to the Game of Thrones Wikipedia page, this takes place in the Vale. It does. That's where. That's where... Rest in peace, Aunt Lysa's kingdom is. Okay, yes. As we learned on the last episode, uh, Lysa is dead at the hands of Littlefinger as Sansa Stark looks on. After we see the um, whole uh, Bolton house thing, we move on to the uh, to in the Vale where Littlefinger we- is being called to question. I'm- Basically, like the city elders or the council elders are like, listen. There's only three of them. Yeah. They're like, listen, this is a little mysterious that you right. just married her and a week later she died. Right. Well, well, not died, but they were like, so, committed suicide yeah, so for a woman ma- who so loved her son. Right. So, this woman who, yeah, they even bring that up. They're like, she, like, I think they, I think they said he was At like 10, 10 and 10? she still boob fed him. <laughs> We're in this. Are you fucking serious? Sorry. Boop fed him. What the fuck, Sam? It's called a breast. All right. Women have breasts. She's still breastfeeding. Boop fed him. Jesus, Sam. Let's just put that on a shirt. All right. Oh, my God. Boop fed Okay. So, yeah. Lysa was boob feeding. Her son At up until 10. the age of 10. And that had raised, not concern, but like the eyebrows 
of the elders of of uh, of where they live. But let's speed up a little. Littlefinger goes, listen, uh, my cousin's in here, and they're like, well, let's bring your cousin. For no, no, I thought I thought they said niece, niece, niece. niece. My niece is here. Let's bring my niece. And like, well, by all means, let's let's bring your niece in for questioning. And all of a sudden, Sansa comes in and she's like, I cannot tell a lie. And I'm like, I oh, know. she's gonna out him. I know. She's I was gonna out so him. I was I was on the edge of my seat, being like, you you deserve this, Sansa. You tell the truth, and then you she gets get his, him in trouble. And yes, you go, girl. She gives his Oscar winning performance where she's like crying on cue, and it's like. He tried oh, to save me. Yeah, little My finger. aunt went mad with jealousy. I'm actually Sansa Stark, but this man's been hiding me. Because but for the good, because he's the letters have spies me. everywhere, and the the town elders or council elders buy it. <coughs> the little old woman gets up off her seat when she's sobbing and hugs Sansa. I know, and and, and Santa's facing Littlefinger, and her back is to the council at this point, and, and she they gives him make this, this sly, so like this sly, seductive look. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, you actually believe this man well, cares for you? Let, let, let's talk about that. Well, uh, you just said that 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 she believes that uh, Littlefinger actually cares for her. He actually does, I think, in his, I, in his own way, creepy way. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll give you that. In his own creepy way, he does. But so then, what's her move? What? It, what, what well, it's because I mean, because she even she even says he he goes, why didn't you turn me in when you could have? And essentially, I mean, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but she goes, better the, the devil you know than the devil you, you don't. don't know, because yeah. she didn't know what the heck the the town council or exactly. city elders were going to do to her. She knew where she stood with like Littlefinger. Plus, he's got a wicked crush on her that gives her power over him. I was about to say is I think what she starts what she's starting to realize is like. Huh, I don't have to sleep with him, but I can hold the temptation of sleeping with him over his head to make him do what I want him to do. But I will give you this: Littlefinger is a fracking genius because he goes, "Oh, good, oh, frack." Mm. Because mm. because he goes, he realizes, "Oh, crud! I can't throw two members of the family out the moon door." So he goes, "Sickly boy, he should learn to ride. Yep, or use a sword, hunt. Yep. Guess what?" Accidents happen. Oh, no, that's totally, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, He's totally going to die somewhere out there on the, uh, because basically Littlefinger goes, it's time for him to go out and explore his kingdom and and meet his subjects. And and what's great about that is is we all know that he's setting, uh, Littlefinger is setting him up. The Robin. Robin. Basically, it was Robin. Yeah, Robin to, uh, to quote unquote be in an accident. So that way he can control air quotes right there, quote right, unquote. Right, accident. exactly. And then yeah, Littlefinger will have complete rule Ex- over exactly. So that's extremely smart of Littlefinger to be like, look, this he's gonna be king. He needs to know how to do this and this and this. And his mother was so overprotective. Boob feed him until he was ten. You're not you gonna know, live that one down, are you? Nope. <laughs> so you know he's saying like, look, now that his mom's dead, it's a tragedy that she's dead. But now he needs to go out there and now become he, a man, so that to, one day he can be a king. He has to get off the boob and go out in the world. He's gotta put the tit down, <laughs> all right. Uh, but no, so like at the at, so at yeah, the end, this kid, this at kid's the end, days like, are numbered. At the end, like little fingers got like. His like arm around him, and he's like, "You're gonna go out and have great adventures." And who comes walking down the stairs in this kind of sleek, mm. sort of low cut black dress? Mm. Sansa Stark, and mm. she shoots Littlefinger this look of like, 
I'm with you. Let's do this. Let's do this. Like, this is the most, like, seductive, passionate look, and she's like, Mm. let's go. That's that's her line is, let's go. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you, woman? Mm. No. Nothing is wrong. You've become, you've left your little girl ways behind and become a woman. That's exactly what has happened. Is is oh, Sansa? She's learning to play the game. Exactly, exactly. Is Sansa is tired of being the victim of the game, and wants to play the game, and not only wants to play the game, but she wants to win the game. And if they do, because it's still a possibility that maybe Sansa's just like finally been like, "Fuck it, I'll come around to his way of thinking, and I'm gonna be with Littlefinger." That still might be a possibility, but I really hope they are writing this to be like, no, 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 no. She now understands the game, she's playing the game, and she's going to win the game. That's what I hope happens. Next part of the episode, this one really, it hurt my heart a little bit. Uh, wait, wait, according to, oh, 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 okay, I was reading ahead of my notes. Um, yeah. Basically, the the Lannisters, in kind of like a wicked genius move, send a full pardon to Sir. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. The Lannisters sent it, but sent, uh, sent it disguised as, um, a treaty. Well, no, they sent a slight, basically. They got it smuggled into the city, and a slave okay, child. Okay, let, 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 let's just say it. Let's just say it. Let's just say it. They sent him a full pardon. Is is and so it got intercepted. Sir, Sir Jora uh, Jora is outed as a spy, and the Lannisters have sent this document pardoning, p- pardoning, thank you, pardoning Sir Jora. And it gets intercepted by Sir Barrister, right. who used to be the head of like the Night's and, Watch and, and, for the but, Lannisters. But it, it's it's supposedly a pardon from um, who the, the Ned Stark banished him. But 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 it wasn't Ned Stark who supposedly pardoned him. It was uh, from the first. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! From the uh, first season, uh, he he's dead. He's the supposed father of king of king joffrey uh what the fuck is his name no no he got a, he got a pardon from like the current ruling class of no i thought they said the uh, the pardon came from um enough about this he got he got pardoned he got intercepted and didn't go to sir jorah and then it was handed directly to daenerys and daenerys in her swift decisive action instead of like actually hearing the man out or letting the man explain himself she just said, listen, uh, you've been spying on me. Fuck you. You're out of my kingdom. Now, do I think this is the last of Sir Jorah? No, because I genuinely believe that at first, did he start out as a spy? Yes. But has he fully come around to Khaleesi? Yes, he has. So I really think that like sh- her life's going to be like in danger a- at one moment. And either it's going to be sad times on Game of Thrones for self-sacrifice, or he's going to come back and prove himself somehow loyal, and t- he's going to get back in her court. But this is not the last time that we've seen Sir Jorah on this show. I thought it came from uh, they had wrote the pardon <laughs> to come from Robert uh, Barath- Baratheon. That's Maybe. who I couldn't remember. Robert Baratheon. Yeah, yeah. And and so yes, it was coming from the Lannisters, but they made it seem like that even before back in season one, right? That even that even before re- they had teamed up, that Robert Baratheon had sent him to spy on on her. You know, he had he had, he, had, he, had, he had been sent to sent to spy on her back when she was marrying Khal Drogo in the in the Dothraki clan. That's right. Back when she did nudity. 
Sorry. Jeff, are you lamenting the fact that she no longer does that in her contract? Maybe. Maybe All right, but basically, yeah. So, so basically, he tries to, and he's begging with her. He's like, "Please, just let me talk to you one on one, please." And and she's like, "No, you know, not one on one." You can talk. He even says, "Hey, listen, this is the Lannisters trying to divide us. You're, it's it's bad. Don't don't buy into it." And she. Daenerys is too black and white. She's got to start learning that there is yes, a gray there is a gray area. <clears throat> but nope. So in her typical, I see everything in a black and white world fashion was just like you're gone, you're gone, yep. you're out of here. Which, but I mean, that, this guy that's going to bite her in the ass one day. Loves her, has been her loyal and faithful it's advisor. To- like I said, I th- I think it's going to be like an arrow's going to come like flying toward her face, and he, and he's going to like dive in and like take it like right like out heart. of nowhere. Yeah, you know, and like save her, and she's going to be like, "I'm so sorry, I was so wrong. Let me give you one last kiss." I know. I mean, I I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. It's a tough and situation. Then, but but this brings us to another tough situation between uh, Arya and the Hound. Arya. Arya Stark and the Hound. Sam, when I was doing prep and I kept saying Arya and you didn't correct me, I thought I had it right. Arya and, and the Hound finally reached the Bloody Gate, which is the entrance to uh, Liza's kingdom. Which is exactly where her sister Sansa and Littlefinger are. And the Hound proudly announces, I am here. I have Arya's niece. I, have, I am here to bargain. No, 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 no. He doesn't have Arya's niece. He has, sorry, Arya Stark, I, who is Lysa's, Lysa's niece. niece. And the guard goes, well, she, she died three days ago. Nah, fool, she dead. And what happens? Arya starts Tries, laughing. Which is so great because like, she's just like, you've been fucking f- dr- wa- dying been, for me all. Right. You've been protecting <laughs> me just so you can get this ransom from my aunt. And she's dead. Sucks to be you. The greatest part is like the guard's reaction because the guard literally kind of like reels back a I little know, bit. He's and like looks confused. Like, why are you laughing that your aunt's dead? Right. Yeah. The one thing that I kind of get what they're doing with this, but I was also very upset is like I because the Stark siblings have just been separated for so long. But this sets t- up an even better possible storyline. It does, but but at the same time like I I just I just want to be like just take them to the castle. Let them see Littlefinger, let them see Sansa. Just let these let these two sisters reunite. The Starks need this. Reunited and it feels, feels so good. Bum, yeah. Bum. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I think it might happen. I, 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 I want it to happen, but as we've seen earlier in this, in this, uh, in this series with Bran and Jon Snow is they've been face, almost face-to-face and then have, you know, well, that was because Bran was like, I need to, I, I need to go and do my own thing and Jon will protect me. But just like the fact that like the Starks are so separated and everyone is scattered apart, and then there are all these incidences where they come so close to reuniting and then they don't reunite. I just want them to fucking reunite. You know, is just bring them together. Nah, just keep just them bring apart. just bring the two sisters. Well, together. I mean, the scene ends with them still standing at the gate. You exactly, know? So you, exactly. You so know. you don't know what's gonna happen. <clears throat> That's exactly right. You have no idea what's going to happen. Is th- they may turn around and be like, "All right, fuck this, we're out of here," or they may, you know, be like, "Well, let us speak to whoever's in charge," 
Because obviously, you know, do you think that Arya and the Hound kind of have a Stewie Brian relationship? Going? Oh, totally. I've been saying that for a while now. Is is that they have a love hate relationship? That you know, he claims that he doesn't give a shit about her, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, maybe not in this season, maybe not in the next season, but it, one day is going to happen where the Hound is going to stand up for Arya and be like, no, 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 I got her back. And I, 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 I just, I, I think that's all they're building to. Speaking of, you know what else? You know what I found out this week? What? The Hound. He's uh, the dude from fucking Hot, Hot Fuzz. The uh, Yart. Yart. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. I, fuck you, Sam. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I was so excited, and now you just ruined that for me. Yart. <laughs> I thought that was so great. I thought that was so great. Yarp. <clears throat> All right. Building to the pinnacle of this episode. Ooh, King's Landing. Uh, the Red Viper versus the Mountain oh, for the God sake of Tywin Lannister's or Tyron Lannister's fate. Yes. Yes. Is finally after like oh, a Dragon Ball three, Z build. Like two, three, maybe four episodes of... Peter Dinklage being in the dungeon and just being like, oh, who's going to fight for me? Who's not? Is finally, is I got to remember, is, is like, so I watch Game of Thrones on my iPad on each, on the HBO Go app. And I remember like throughout the episode, all, all I really gave a shit about during this whole episode is I wanted to see this trial by combat. So throughout the episode, I kept tapping on my screen to be like, okay, I still got 30 minutes left in the episode, trial by combat. That can still happen. Tap on the screen. 15 minutes left in the episode. Uh, it's squeezing it, but it could still happen. 10 minutes left in the episode. Okay, it's not going to fucking happen. And then it did happen. And then it did happen. The last, like, 10 minutes of the episode was great. We have Prince uh, o- Oberyn, Oberyn versus uh, the Mountain, a.k.a. the Hound's brother. And so so Prince Oberyn is fighting on behalf of of uh Tyron and the mountain of course was representing the Lannisters was ran- representing the Lannisters and so Oberyn wanted to fight the mountain because uh he believes that uh Tywin Lannister gave the mountain the order to raid his village and rape and kill his sister and exactly, his children exactly exactly so so Prince Oberyn is like, this is my chance for revenge. Yeah, well, I, that's Prin- why he- Prince Oberyn kind of went like Kill Bill, and he made a list of Lannisters mm-hmm, he wants to cross mm-hmm. off of his list, and he's like, I'm going to start first with the mountain, and then work my way down. Exactly, exactly. And- At first, man, I mean, he's laughing with his woman. He's drinking wine. I, I, don't leave me this day. Don't don't he's leave like, me don't alone. Worry, don't worry. Me. This is not the day I die. This and is I mean, not the day. He's got the he's got the spear and he's like flipping and flying. Oh, he goes out there like just like, hey guys, I'm just gonna do a little mons- gonna, martial arts karate show. for I'm gonna you. go crouching tiger, hidden dragon, in this motherfucker. No shit. And for a while, he pulls it off because I mean, he gut stabs the hound, slices his Achilles tendon to to the point. So like, so so yes, he, it, it, it the like, hound is on the ground on his back. Do you want to rephrase that, Sam? Sorry, the, the mountain. mountain and there it is. The there mountain. Is. Basically, like he like stabs him enough to like the mountain goes well, down well, flat no, on his back. Is, is 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 so. At first, what's happening is is Prince uh, Oberyn. Oberyn 
has his staff, and he's just kind of hitting the mountain with the with the butt end of his staff, and just being like, you know, my name, I'm I'm Oberyn. You raped my sister. You can, like almost like from the Prince of Bride. Yeah, yeah. Of, he he pulls and he pulls the Anigo Montoya where he's like, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die, but he's like, you raped my sister. sister. You burned their village. Admit it. Admit it. Admit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's, he's like, just, just say her name. Just say her name. He goes, I'll end it quickly. He's yeah, just, and and during kind of jabbing at him a little bit, you know. Right, but during all this time, you're like, okay, because he's staying far enough away. He's dodging the mountains advances. He's hitting him with the butt of his spear. And Stabbing him a little bit. I mean, not well, not, well, not well, even like fatal stabs, you know. But well, like like just j- j- just like little cuts here and there. Yeah. And and then there was one move he did, and then bam, gut shot. And you're just like, shit, mountain's he, going down. And then and then the mountain gets back up, and you're like, oh shit. And then, bam, cuts his uh, Achilles, the back. Achilles yeah, his Achilles. Uh, Which basically is a tendon that makes you be able to stand up and move. Right. So now the mountain's on his back. And like, and Oberyn's just like, fuck yeah, I've worn bitches. And like, turns his back to the mountain and was like, I want to hear you say her name. I want to hear you you point out which one ordered you to kill her. Exactly. And that, and this whole time, the mountain hasn't been saying anything, hasn't been saying a fucking word. And then out of, and like, you kind of think like, the only reason why you know the mountain is alive is because. Oberyn like kind of ducks his head down by the mountain's uh, head, and like so to make it assume that like okay he can hear that the mountain is breathing, so he knows he's still alive. Like they kind of allude to that. The and, mountain, and then the mountain kind of wakes up and does what I call the Karate Kid, where he's like sweep the leg. Right. So <laughs> so the mountain on his back is so Oberyn like turns his back to the mountain, uh, and. And is like basically looking at Tywin Lannister and is saying, like, you know, who told you to rape my sister? Who told you to burn her village? Say their name. Say, Say their, their name. name. And then the mountain with his hand just grabs sweet, him by the ankles. Yes, grabs him by the ankle and then like pulls his legs out from underneath him. And then as soon as I saw this, I was like, He proceeds yep, to Yep, he's fucked. Because he because he because he can't walk. Well, no, sorry. After he does the that, the mountain can't walk. After he does that, <laughs> he punches him in the face. Thank God it did not show this. But you see all of Oberyn's teeth go flying out of his mouth. That's because when the mountain grabbed Oberyn's uh, foot, it brought Oberyn down to one knee to where like he was kind of on all fours and was on all fours and looked back to where Oberyn's head was, where he was like, or sorry, Oberyn looked back to where the mountain's head was when he was laying down, and the mountain just kind of like sits up. Uh, from laying down on his back, like sits up and this punches over in the mouth, knocks out all his teeth, and, and then, then he rolls over because he because he, he can't walk right, right now. exactly he can't walk so he rolls over so now o- Prince Oberon is on pinned. his back <laughs> with the mountain on he's, top of him he's pinned under the mountain and then the mountains is just like I fucking raped your sister I burned her village this is how I did it Elson. Oh, yeah, man. and, and then the, fashion gouges out his eyeballs with then, his thumbs, and his, then breaks his skull between his hands. And and then he goes, and then he's like, and then I bashed her fucking skull in, and then lifts up Oberyn's head and just smashes it, and kills Oberyn. And then I gotta learn to really stop and, liking people on this show, <laughs> right? Because exactly, they all die exactly. And then and then the mountain rolls back over onto his back, which actually I think 
Tywin could argue that if the mountain's dead, the fight was to a draw. Well, that's exactly it, man. Is is let's talk about this. Is because at the end of the episode, Tywin stands up and he says, you know, trial by combat. The mountain has won. I mean, this isn't verbatim, but this is essentially Sorry, what no, what Tyron could argue that. Right, Tyron, but Tywin stands up. Tywin Lannister, Peter Dinklage's father, stands up and announces that Oberyn has lost. The mountain is the victor. My son, Ty Tyron, is Should sentenced die. to death. I love the but, oh shit look on Peter Dinklage's face, which and, once again is why this episode is entitled and, "Oh Shit." And 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 Jamie Lannister's face—they both have the same expression of "Shit, this just happened." Right, but so I still think Jamie's going to break him. Well, out. well, well, but but no, but so here's the thing: is so at, even though the mountain kills o, uh, Oberyn, the mountain rolls back over. And it's kind of left uncertain if the mountain's going to survive because that might have been his last little bit of energy before he died was to grab Oberyn and kill him. So if Ober so if the mountain dies, then yes, there is a just cause to be like, uh, that was a that was a draw. Both men died. But if he lives, then yes, obviously Oberyn lost and and Tyron is sentenced to death. Okay, so that's what's happened. So that's that's in the Game of Thrones universe. But we have to step out of the Game of Thrones universe and we have to step into the writer's room. And in the writer's room, there is no fucking way you kill off the most popular character of your TV show. There is no way you do that. I don't give a living shit what anyone else says. Peter Dinklage, T Tyron no Lannister. No on this show. He, no. He is the most popular character, unexpected, yes, but no doubt the most popular character in the Game of Thrones universe. You do not kill him off because then you will lose so many viewers who Would you watch stop the watching? show. Would you stop watching? If Peter uh, Dinklage dies, will you stop watching this show? I don't think so, because I'm more because I feel like I'm more invested in the Hound and uh, Arya's. Uh, oh, but 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 that's just me. But the majority of people, you'll you 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 go to you go to any one of those websites that sell like the geeky funny T-shirts. They're all about Peter Dinklage's character. They're not about them. Is you know. Is the point is is this is 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 this 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 is where we have to pull out of the Game of Thrones universe and we have to go into reality and the reality of the fact is is you cannot kill him off because he is a major draw because even though I may keep watching if if his character is killed I guarantee fucking to you that for every person like me there is at least two or three that are like oh well, they killed Peter Dinklage fuck that I'm done. I just I just don't see it happening because they make a I hate to say it they make a lot of money off of him. There's no way you can kill him. That'd be like the walking dead being like okay, we're going to kill Dixon. We're going to, you know, you, no 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 no, you can't. He's he even though he's not in the comic books you still can't kill him because he's become too popular of a character on the TV show. You cannot kill Peter Dinklage. He is too popular. 
We'll see what happens. Exactly. Uh, I thought because uh, we because it's not the season finale. We still have a little while to go. So we will see what happens. But I just and and that's what makes me excited because I honestly and truly believe that the writers will not kill him off. And so that means they have to come up with some great creative writing. So that's what makes me excited and is, and is going to make me watch next week. And that's how I feel about that. All right, Sam. Let's get into it. This is the part of the show where we let you know what's coming out on DVD, coming out in comics, coming out in movie theaters this week. I guess you could say it's your weekly roundup. We call it the new release segment. All right. New on DVD coming out today, Tuesday, June 3rd. We have... uh, We have... According to Rotten Tomatoes, we have two bad movies and one good movie, and I'm surprised by the good movie. The first bad movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, rating at a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes on DVD uh, today, Tuesday, June 3rd, Son of God. This is the movie that everyone got up in arms about because they thought that Jesus was portrayed too sexually or he was too, too pretty. He was too hot. He was too. I don't know where the fuck that accent just came too from. Hot. But, too hot. But I, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. Uh, but yes, is Son of God. That is the movie. That is the story about Jesus. But everyone was complaining because the actor who portrayed Jesus was too hot, and that Jesus should not be looked at as a sex object, but as the Messiah, if that's what you want to believe. But so anyway, Son of God, rating out of 21% on Rotten Tomato, comes out on DVD today. Also out on DVD today, uh, I did not see this movie. I called this movie from the very beginning that it was going to be a piece of shit. I saw it. I'm not surprised you saw it. RoboCop, the remix is out on DVD. Uh, I don't give a shit. Is they if you're a fan of the original RoboCop series, it's kind of missing some of the more poignant stuff and human emotions. But if you still like RoboCop and you enjoy like seeing the guy in the RoboCop suit shooting shit, the only you're th- not going to be disappointed. In the this only film. thing that gives this movie any lo- is because I'm assuming it's like the original takes place in Detroit, right? Yeah, and it's got Gary Oldman in it, right? Michael Keaton, Jay Baruchel. <sighs> You know, bad actors do bad movies, or good actors do bad movies. I was sometimes. say, how dare you? No, no, sir? sorry, I, I just said that. Good actors do bad movies sometimes. I didn't think the movie uh, was the as only, terrible. As well, the said only it was. the only thing that gives this movie legitimacy is the fact that like Detroit as a city right now is kind of going in the shitter. Like you know, I mean, they're popular. Uh, not a good place. I mean, like. No one is moving there. People are leaving there. And that's the only thing that kind of gives this movie legitimacy is the fact that, you know, okay, it's a piece of shit run down Detroit in the future. If current trends continue the way they're going, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a realistic possibility. But first of all is the, the, when, the, the, the costume and the, 
the P- the, the, the PG thirteen rating. It should have been R. On an R the movie. costume was fine. It should have been an R. I, I, I just, so if that's your thing, RoboCop out on DVD. Go get it if you want to. I I I, I wouldn't. I was really surprised by this one. Uh, Lone Survivor also comes out on DVD. Uh, Mark uh, Wal- uh, Wal- Mark Wahlberg movie. Taylor Kitsch and Mel Hirsch. Seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That really surprised me. Is like I just kind of thought Mark Wahlberg was kind of in a funk with like doing like straight to DVD movies for a little bit. But, uh, you know, this is the story of uh, Navy SEALs uh, that uh, went on a covert mission and neutralized a high-level Taliban operative who are ambushed by enemy forces. So uh, that sounds really cool. And apparently there really is, because every time I hear a commercial for uh, Lone Survivor, is I think it was Paramount that made, that was the production house on this. Uh, Paramount Movies made this movie. Is every time uh, I, I believe it was them, I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, every time I've heard the uh, commercial for this movie, is the uh, Lone Survivor is a real foundation for uh, soldiers. So they are their ad campaign is you know that like you know every person who buys the movie or rents the movie, a portion of the proceeds will be donated. Right, which you know is really cool. So uh, and and. And ho and and hopefully that the movie is actually good and Rotten Tomatoes is like okay we'll just give it a seventy five percent because uh, money is going to the foundation and you know that will encourage people to rent it or buy it and instead of doing that they're like no it actually is a really good movie hopefully that's what's going on those are the big three releases that are coming out on dvd this week sam what is coming out in comics all right continuing marvel's big summer story arc original sin 3 drops this week in the wake of last issue's explosion of secrets the heroes of the marvel universe are reeling leaving nick fury to stand alone and he who holds the eye is still on the run and now we meet his boss, the villainous mastermind behind the raid on the Watcher's Lair. And deep in space, the Winter Soldier leads a team that uncovers the most bizarre murder of all. Can I ask you a question? Shoot. You said Nick Fury was mentioned in that, right? Uh-huh. <sighs> Nick Fury's kind of like leading up a team of heroes to figure I, I, out how this all happened. Okay. So... I was reading a Deadpool issue. <laughs> Sam, I just see. It's gonna get to head. a point here. Let's go. I was reading Deadpool, where Deadpool traveled back in time to kill Hitler, and so Deadpool was in 1942, and then Hitler found a time machine, and Hitler traveled back to the LA 1956-1960s before Nick Fury was in the uh, was working uh, with Shield. Nick, he was just being signed on to the Avengers, and so like it's 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 a time travel episode or uh, uh, issue, and like there was like a joke in the series where Nick were not Nick Fury were Hitler, time uh, time travels to the present day, sees Nick Fury as a black man, and then was like, oh shit, I overshot it. And then goes back in time because Nick Fury in the 50s and 60s was a white man. My question to you, Sam, is when did Nick Fury turn black? 
And uh, is it the same person? In the Ultimates universe, Nick Fury, uh, they based his character off Samuel L. Jackson, which is why Marvel is happy to have Samuel L. Jackson playing Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. So the Ultimates universe is kind of like an alternate uni- timeline in the in the Marvel verse. So in that one, Nick Fury is played by a. So we're, so so essentially, we're talking about two different universes. Yes, the Ultimate Universe and the standard Marvel Universe. So in the Ultimate Universe, Nick Fury is black. In the standard um, uh, universe, Nick Fury is white. Uh, yes, as far as I know, for now. Okay. Okay. That answers that. Okay. I just thought it was funny. That I mean, but then again, that's what you get when you read a comic written by Posehn and uh, Duggan. All right, go on. All right. So, you know, that, that that's kind of crazy. You know, original sin, what's happening, kind of bringing in Winter Soldier tie could be interesting. Still big, you know, big whodunit. Why is the Watcher dead? What are these terrible secrets that are unraveling the Marvel Universe? It's well worth the pickup. Right, right. Uh, next one. If you're a fan of this guy like I am, you'll probably read this comic book. If not, you're going to be like, this one's coming out of left field. But it's Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yep. Coming out of left field for me. Mark Spector, kind of a rich uh, man who became who got heavy into the army, uh, became a mercenary, has split personality disorder. He's kind of like the Batman of the Marvel Universe. Okay. Uh, but Moon Knight goes somewhere even more messed up than his own mind. Something is happening to subjects of a sleep experiment that's driving them all insane. Go with Moon Knight to the Mushroom Graveyard Planet for the most troubling and disturbing issue yet. What is the Mushroom Graveyard Planet? I don't know. It sounds interesting. It sounds like a psychedelic, trippy place you'd go in the 60s. Yeah. Sounds like a place you go to during college. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to the Shroom Graveyard, man. This is going to be so great, man. <laughs> Do some shrooms and sit in the graveyard. It'll be good. Ah, man, there's the Grateful Dead in the Shroom Graveyard, man. <laughs> but no, so I'm fascinated because Mark Spector, Moon Knight, has a pretty screwed up mind. So if the writers are taking this someplace darker and crazier than his own subconscious, I'll read this one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and flipping over to the DC side, we have Action Comics 32. Superman continues to battle the Doomsday virus that is ravaging his body. Apparently, Doomsday infected him with a virus. This could be interesting. And how much longer can he stay in control? Does this mean Superman's becoming angered that, that the virus is taking over and turning him into a doomsday? I don't know, man. I think if he just gets a shot of penicillin, it's going to clear it right up and he'll be fine. But so, yeah, so Superman's okay, struggling with the doomsday ju- virus, and there's supposed to be a big betrayal at the end of this issue. We're just going to pass over the STD joke. Okay. <laughs> he was not bone in doomsday. I don't know, man. Behind closed doors. It's not like syphilis that can be cleared up with a shot. This is ravaging his body, altering his state hey of mind. Hey, man. Hey, man. And just for you, listener, gonorrhea, too, can be cleared up by that. And people are starting to turn on him, and he's starting to get angrier, kind of like the Hulk. So, scary time to be Superman. Right. And finally, wrapping up, we have Green Lantern Corps 32. As casualties of the uprising against the Green Lantern Corps reach monumental proportions, and the Durlins reveal their sinister end game. John Stewart leads his ragtag team of lanterns against an army of shapeshifters that can assume any form. Meanwhile, one lantern must decide if he will make the ultimate sacrifice to give the core any hope in this war. Who's that lantern? Are we I, gonna is I, it gonna I, be Hal Jordan, Cal Rainier? Are we gonna go with the Guy Gardner, although he's a red lantern? Are we gonna go with some famous green lanterns? Are you gonna pull like one 
obscure Green Lantern way out of left field here and make him make the ultimate sacrifice. They might. If you're a Green Lantern fan like I am, you'll find this comic book fascinating. I recommend you check it out. All right. That's all you got for comics. That's it in comics. All right. Coming out in movie theaters this week. Okay. I know this one is a limited release, and they're doing this as like – it's a weird limited release. Like it's coming out this Friday in like LA and New York and I think uh, three other cities. And then every week after that, it's coming out in more and more theaters. It's definitely going to be at your uh, local independent theater. Uh, but I would definitely check this movie out. It's re- it's uh, rating at a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes called Obvious Child. It stars Jenny Slate, David Cross, uh, Jake Lacey, Richard Kind. Is is like look, it, Jenny Slate is an is amazing. Um, well, she who she, is she? What does she do? She she's extremely funny. If you've ever watched the Kroll Show on Comedy Central, she is like you know Nick. Uh, they do a skit on there called Liz and Liz Publicity. So and she's a comedian. She is a comedian. Uh, really great. Uh, also, if you're a fan of Parks and Recreation. Uh, you know, uh, she is John Ralph, Ralphio's uh, sister. Uh, but she, uh, in this movie, she's an aspiring comedian. Uh, and it's just her everyday life as a female 20 something, uh, providing ample material for her incredibly uh, relatable brand of humor. Uh, so just, I, I just, I just, I know it's limited release, but. I, it's going to be out in major cities, and when it hits your city, you should definitely go check it out. It, it just seems like it's not one to be missed. The other one, I'm not familiar with this one. Uh, I'm really only talking about it because it's got William Defoe in it. The Faults of Our Stars. Uh, the, the Fault in Our Stars. My bad. Uh, Hazel. It's, it's based off a book. Oh, is it? Hazel and Gus are two extraordinary uh, teenagers who share an... Oh, God damn it. Uh, You used words, my one weakness. Damn you, Rotten Tomatoes. Teenagers who experience an... Acerbic... Acerbic? Acerbic... Wit and disdain for the conventional... Lo- 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 love that 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 sweeps them <laughs> and us uh, in an unforgettable journey. Uh, I'm just a really big William Dafoe fan, and even it's also got Shay Shailene Woodley. I don't know who that is. Uh, she was in that. Oh my gosh, it was like the latest Hunger Games spinoff, but not the Hunger. Oh, Games. okay, the second Hunger Games. No, not the second Hunger Games. Oh, that movie the spinoff of Hunger Games. Then fuck, are you talking about spin-off. the pa- the parody of it? No, Shane Woodley is like an up and coming actor. She was supposed to be in Spider Man Three. Okay, hold on. You're gonna have to buy me some time because I just clicked on her name to get her filmography. Shaley Williams has Divergent. She was in Divergent. She yep. was the main star on Divergent. Yep. She kind of came to rise in this George Clooney movie that I'm blanking on. Anyway, we really got to stop doing this bad. And um, but yeah, she has cancer in this film, and she's dying, and she falls in love with the boy who's recovering from cancer. And she's like, "I can't fall in love with you. I have to protect myself because I'm dying." And he's like, "I'm not going to give up on you." And supposedly this book's supposed to be really good. I've been it's been recommended to me by several people. Even though I'm like, this sounds too much of like a teeny bopper romance film. It kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does. Okay, uh, last, and 
I, was, I just haven't been a fan of his of recent works. So maybe it is least, maybe it isn't <sighs> least, depending on your your you know, thing. If uh, it was anybody but him starring in this role, like Chris Hemsworth, Brad Pitt, it would Bruce make more Willis, sense. I'm sorry, I just I don't would, see Tom Joseph Cru- Gordon Levitt. I would totally go see this movie. Edge of Tomorrow, starring Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, comes out uh, this Friday. This epic. Uh, I first of all, when you're when you're doing a, a description of the movie and you have to list the name, the title of the movie in the description, that already makes me worrisome. The epic action of Edge of Tomorrow unfolds in a near future in which an alien race has hit hit the Earth in an unrelenting assault unbeatable by any military in the world. The only thing that looks really fucking badass about this movie is the fact that Tom Cruise gets in an exoskeleton uh, It looks like a video suit. game. Exactly. That's the only thing that makes this movie look any anything appealing. Basically, Tom Cruise gets caught in this time loop with Emily Blunt, and, and they keep dying over and over again, but they keep finding ways to live longer and longer through this battle. You know, so eventually they keep waking up at like the same point and, it, and Emily Blunt's like, come find me. I'm going to train you to be a really badass soldier. And because they know what's going to happen, eventually you think that, you know, they're going to keep repeating the day so much. It's like Groundhog Day meets like a sci-fi. Yeah. Thriller, I just, that eventually they're going to be able to like win the war because they know what's going to happen. I just, I'm just, I'm just done with Tom Cruise. I think I'm I don't mind Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. I, but he's not doing it. I, I even I even bought him to a certain degree in Minority Report, but this one, like I said, Hemsworth. I mean, the only thing Willis, the Pitt, o- anybody but him playing this role would only, be better. The only thing that looks cool about this is the fact that he gets the exoskeleton. Yeah, the visual effects look great. Right. All right, Sam, you got anything for? Oh shit, I forgot. Uh, no, I just want to give a shout out to Autumn. Uh, she's the artist who created our My Comic Space, our, yeah. our My Comic Life logo. Yes. Big shout out to her. Yes. She did that for free as a, as, as a favor to the show. So thank you, Autumn. She's single? We appreciate that. She's she... married. Okay. No, Jeff. No. Fuck. But yes, so big shout out to my friend who's an art <laughs> yes, professor, Yes, no, thank Autumn. you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for taking it time is, out of your busy schedule. To is, it's an amazing logo. Yeah, We're and we really appreciate it. it. Uh, all right, so if that's all you got, don't forget, check us out on Twitter at MyComic underscore Life. While you're on Twitter, you can check me out at NWR Jeff. You can check Sam out at Samuel T. Ballard. Samuel T. Ballard. That's what I said. You said Samuel. Oh, did I? Whatever. Samuel T. Ballard. Uh, also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash my comic life podcast, or just go into your search bar on Facebook and look for my comic life. Sam, do your thing. Ditch the herd, be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friends. You've been listening to the next wave radio network. That's fucking gold.